Thank you for connecting to this podcast from Faith Renewed Outreach Center. We hope that it's an encouragement to you today. For more information, check us out online at faithrenewed.org. Let's do this. Let's go to the Bible. Ephesians chapter 6. Ephesians chapter 6. And um, I just want to say this as you turn there. Uh, we are going to be dealing with some stronger subject matter today in uh, this message. And... Um, so uh, if you have little ones, we do have kids ministry and different things for them. I don't, I haven't, I don't even know if there's any in here. I guess they're all maybe in the back. But if you do have someone, uh, you know, that is available, nothing's going to be inappropriate today. Uh, I'm going to share God's word. But I believe, it, again, age appropriate things we need to know and learn. Uh, and again, a heavy, heavy duty word has been put on my heart for this morning. And um, uh, man, I hope you're ready. This first service, God showed up, did some cool things. I mean, he's not through yet. Aren't you thankful, man? He, he didn't forget about 11 a.m. Yeah. He didn't forget about 11. He didn't forget about you. He knew you was going to lay in the bed and get me here late. He knew it. He knew it. Still loves you. I love you. God's that good. Finally, my brethren, verse 10, be strong in the Lord and in the power of his might. Thank you. Put on the whole armor of God that you may be able to stand against the wiles of the devil. For we do not wrestle against flesh and blood, but against principalities, against powers, against the rulers of the darkness of this age, against spiritual hosts of wickedness in the heavenly places. Therefore, take up the whole armor of God that you may be able to withstand in the evil day. And having done all to stand, he says it one more time. Stand, therefore, having girded your waist with truth, having put on the breastplate of righteousness, and having shod your feet with the preparation of the gospel of peace. And above all, taking the shield of faith, which you will be able to quench all the fiery darts of the wicked one, and take the helmet of salvation and the sword of the Spirit, which is the word of God. Verse 18, praying always with all prayer and supplication in the Spirit, being watchful to this end with all perseverance and supplication for all the saints. Wow. Let's do this. Let's talk to the Father one more time. Thank Him for what He's made available for, for every person today that's in this room today. God, I thank You, Lord, today one more time for Your love and for Your grace, for Your goodness. And uh, God, thank You, Lord, for the armor. God, thank You, Lord, that You've given us everything that we need to win, to succeed. And I pray, Father God, that we'll grab hold of today your truth. And I pray, God, every lie that has been spoken over the people of God, that they be re- will be replaced with the truth today, God. Let it just settle and get in our hearts and lives and change us. And uh, we just do wage war right now against any adversary, against any enemy, against a spiritual host of wickedness, the things in high places right now who may try to, may try to hinder this or steal this or kill this or destroy this. We thank you for life today. And uh, that's what's flowing in this room. And we ask, ask that in Jesus' holy name. Say it with me. Amen. 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 Uh, Dear Christian, as you see on the screen, if this is your first time with us, we're in a series right now called Dear Christian, and we are uh, dealing with, looking at uh, what every Christian should know. And so uh, this is um, kind of uh, in this part of, pe- of the series where we're at, we've been talking about spiritual warfare. And uh, Major Bolden last week brought a word for us that was incredible, and he introduced us 
to the uh, spiritual armor that's been made available for us through Christ. And so I'm just, I'm, I'm just so thankful for that word. And my assignment was to do this, actually pick up where he left off in that armor. But God uh, would not let me leave um, uh, something that's here in, in this word that I feel like they put on my heart for us. And um, so I've been able to shake this again I would much rather be obedient to his assignment than try to do my own. And uh, so uh, that's what I want to do today. I want to share what God has uh, put on my heart. And so um, just first of all, know this, that, that God has set you up to win. Uh, I've heard the term, you know, they, just, they were set up for failure to begin with. That, that's not God. That's not what God's done for us. So he's given us an armor for, to, for us to put on. And I love it. For so long, I thought it was just a metaphor, which I believe, again, there is some metaphorical work in there that Paul's using. But this is a prophetic word as well. We see in Isaiah chapter 59, I've never seen this until God kind of took me in this, in this, this series, that verse 17, Isaiah prophesied, he spoke forth in verse 17 and said, For he put on righteousness as a breastplate. And a helmet of salvation on his head. He put on the garments of vengeance for clothing and was clad with zeal as a cloak. And this is, this is incredible to think about. Uh, I don't know if you've ever gotten a bolt something, a piece of clothing or, or something that you got to use. And, and you find maybe a little tag in there that says this was inspected by number 23. Inspected by so-and-so. It means that this works, that this, this here has been tested, it's been used. This armor is not just a picture of a metaphor of what's to come. This is a prophetic word that God himself has passed down to us and given to every person here today. So again, you have available God's armor. I mean, just for a moment, think on how cool that is. In this, in, we'll get in the breastplate of righteousness, maybe a little bit more if God lets me next week. But uh, I, one of the things that was on that breastplate, a lot of the armies would have the signia of, of the army in which they serve. Major had his own last week and had the, the name on there in which branch and all the things that were there. And, and what we know is this, if God had this armor and when he uh, uh, literally puts that on us and we place that upon ourselves. when the enemy comes up to you and sees what's on your chest come on come on this is not your name he's seeing this is the enemy's name. And this armor works. Uh, literally, the enemy has been defeated. He was whipped at Calvary. He, from that moment on, Colossians chapter 2, verse 15, makes this claim I find to be true. And he said, having disarmed principalities and powers. We just talked about the spiritual woes of wickedness, principalities, all these things. Having disarmed the principalities and powers. He made a public spectacle of them, triumphing over them in it. I love it. And I'm so thankful for that. And literally, he disarmed them. He took away their weapons. And, but they, there was one that was left. And this is the one that gets us. And this is the one we got to, to, to learn how to fight this thing the right way and, and see why this belt's going to be so important that we put on and, and walk in this truth. Because he did not say he disarmed all of them and he stuffed a sock in their mouth. I wish he'd have said that. Bob, I want 
don't you wish he'd added that part on there? He disarmed Prince Biden. Why was that? He stuffed sock down their mouth. So they couldn't run their mouth, couldn't tell you these lies, couldn't speak those things. But again, they speak for this. And this is their, rape, their weapon. And the enemy does this. He speaks forth a lie. And, and when we do this, when we accept the lie, when we grab hold of that, that lie will, is or the very thing that takes us out. It is that lie. So again, it's why truth is so important. And so he speaks to us in this passage today, and he makes so powerfully strong a truth that we must get. Now he says this. He says that for us to pull up that garment, put on that, that, that belt of truth, this was not a fashion statement. No, we wear our belt sometime, and, you know, depending on what color shoes... We got that day, we, we, you know, we go with the brown or we go with the black or whatever it is, we may use that. And, uh, you know, we use it, keep pants up, hopefully. And, I mean, that's very important that you, that you do that. But there was so much more being said in this. Major shared last week why, what this, literally this powerful weapon that we've been given is. And, but he's letting us know here today that why this is so powerful. And this is why. Because that belt would do this. He said to gird up. I had someone ask this the other day. So what does that gird up mean? Gird up means this. They, they didn't have in that day what we have today, the cool khakis or the cool jeans or whatever it may be. They had these long flowing robes that they would wear. Okay? And so they would do this. Uh, they, they were even, uh, just for some, decorated depending on what level in which they were at in, in a certain branch or service or whatever it may be. But they had these long flowing uh, garments. But this is what they would do when they girded up. When they girded up, they took that thing that would trip them up. Now, again, these are warriors. These are going into battle. And if you're going into this battle, you would roll up and tuck into truth the very thing that could take you out in the battle. Now, he, he, he shows us this here, and it's, it's so powerful, again, that we girt this thing up, and we tuck this thing in, and... and Beautiful picture of the belt of truth that we used last week. And as we look at that again, I want you just for a moment to just look at th this belt for a second. Uh, again, not just a fashion statement, even though that is pretty cool, you know. Uh, yeah, but more to it here than this. If you look at what's going on, this is not just a one-piece uh, assembly there. There are in front of that uh, leather straps that have on top of them pieces of brass plates. Now, as you look at that, that's protecting some very valuable pieces there. Now, I told you, you know, just make sure, you know, everybody should be able to handle all this. Uh, but we talked about the vital organs of the breastplate. That's some vital organs there for, 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 for here that, that are important, that be protected. And, and literally here, the King James, I, I think, had it just a little bit better because our new King James, or NIVs, a lot of those, they say that he girded the waist. The original text says they girded their loins. 
Now, literally, they stand, therefore, having your loins girt about with truth. This loins was the region of the hips, and it was a groin area, and it was a lower abdomen. And I got this straight from the Greek lexicon uh, that I I study out of, straight from it, quoted. It says this, this is the place where the Hebrews thought the generative power or the semen resided. And God began to hit me. You have to understand, this belt of truth is not just about you. It's about what's what's inside of you. It's about what God's wanting to produce in and through your life. Male and female. It's about what's supposed to give birth and supposed to come forth. And, and I love it. We just this week had two new babies here at Faith Renewed. And uh, just beautiful little miracles. And, and both of those little miracles, enemy tried to steal. We had prayer for both of those ladies who just had them in this altar. And God did a work in both of them. And, and it's just so amazing to think about, again, what's inside of them. And there's an enemy that's right now trying to steal what's inside of you. He's trying to come against and he's trying to attack that. And we saw last week that this belt of truth that he's given us is so powerful. And I want us to look at a few things today of why we need this belt of truth and why it's so important that we put it on. And these are three areas that the enemy is attacking as we look at today, again, straight from the Bible. But something, again, I've never heard taught on when it comes to the belt of truth, but I think a word for God's people. The first one is this. The enemy is attacking your sexual purity. The enemy is attacking your sexual purity. Uh, the, the, again, this belt of truth protecting what's there. It's protecting. And it's laid out for you to protect some vital things in your life. And this is there for us. And, and dear Christian, this doesn't end when you get saved. This attack, in many cases, in most cases, intensifies or gets worse. It does not end when you get married. In many cases, it intensifies and gets stronger. And so you have to learn how to fight this thing and what to put on. And we look at today and we see so many things that are going on in our world. And the sexual depravity and the things that are happening and taking place in America today. And and it's sad and it's horrifying in some regard to see what's going on. But understand something. This has been going on for years. And, And I don't know why we've done this. But in the church, we've began to do this. It's become us and them And so we want to point out them and their sin and what they're doing. And we're not focusing on and getting our eyes and and really looking in the mirror and being honest about what we've done. And and there are things that are going on. There are attacks that are happening. This has been going on from day one. I want you to hear this for just a moment. In Judges chapter 2, verse 13, it says something here that's so powerful. They forsook the Lord and served Baal and Asheroth. Now, this is the children of Israel. This is God's chosen people. So we're saying, now, this is the world that struggles with these things. Listen, man, this is God's chosen people. And they did this. They forsook God, the Lord, and they served Baal and Asherah. This was sun and moon gods. And and understand what happens here. This Baal represented uh, the male sexuality and the Asheroth was representing this female sexuality that was there. And literally they began to worship 
these gods. Second Kings tells us that this pagan form of worship that began to unfold it says it's an abomination in the eyes of the Lord. We see two great warriors. Two, I mean, men of God who fought and fight the battle, understood warfare probably better than most in Scripture, fall to this sin. David and Samson, two guys, man, I don't know if there's any in the Bible, any more recorded battles or victories that are presented there than those two guys, man, what they've done. And they, I mean, it was just amazing. David would take and just, I mean, lions, bears, and I mean, defeated them. This big Goliath, this big giant, ran at it with a slingshot because he was coming in the name of the Lord and he understood something. But that guy fell to this enemy. Samson? <laughs> Samson, bad dude, man. I mean, literally armies, wiped out armies. You read in Judges, this one got him. It's the first piece of armor that he gives us because I believe this is the first place the enemy is going to attack your life. And this, this is something that's there. And, and not just those men we read about. They're great men and women of God. Today's generation that God's raised up and called and anointed for a work who have fallen to this enemy. Who have allowed this thing to come in. And, and, and just for so long we said, well, it's just the guys that battle with this. No, this is, these are ladies today that struggle with this as well. And, uh, and, and this enemy attacks all. He, he, he's not, he's, he doesn't care what your, your sexual preference is. He comes at you with this lie. And then he gets us to believe these things. He, he slides his way in. He works his way into our life. And he fights us in these ways. And you've got to understand, he, he may work it a little bit different with the ladies sometimes. With the ladies, he, he loves to do this. He loves to get you in a fantasy world. And so he's provided these books and things and trash that we can open up and just read and, and try to take us somewhere in a fantasy. Listen, let me tell you something, man. When you serve in Christ and got a man of God in your life, it's better than any fantasy that you can read about when you understand how, how powerful God's truths are. And so, but he tries to pull us in. And then he's done this. I've seen this happen when I was young. It, the, it, was, it was the junk that would come on. It was only in the B-movies with the low-budget and the people that couldn't act. But they made it in that one. That's changed today. Now this is on primetime television. With great actors and, and great people who are talented. And this has been slid into our world. And it's, and, 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 and it's been it worked its way into this area in our life. And you've got to understand something. Sin surrounded by a great storyline is still sin. And I mean, it, it, is, it is, is one of those things, again, just because they said it's a good movie, if it's still sin, you still got to avoid that thing in your life. You've got to look away from that. And he's worked his way in. He squeezed his way into our life. And now we accept things that we never accepted before. 
We tolerate stuff that we didn't, at one point, would never tolerate. We wouldn't accept these things. And he slid his way in. And now he just made it so easy. Used to, you had to, uh, if you wanted to try to find some of this stuff, man, you had to go to some convenience store and hide over in a corner and hope nobody saw you. (laughs) Nowadays, people are reaching in their back pocket. And they have the world wide web that's entangling over and over, male and female alike, not prejudice. Sin's not prejudice. And it's just working its way in. And, 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 and this enemy is, is, is fighting in every way they can. I heard this thing and it just blew my mind. Internet Filter Review said that the revenue of the pornography industry in the U.S. is bigger than the NBA, NFL, and the MLB combined. Combined. And so we must see this. This enemy is working his way in. And and sexual immorality, listen, is anything done outside of your marriage. That's the only place. That's it. That's the only place for it. I preached a message on a youth pastor years and years ago, man. And some of you heard me say this to that I, 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 you know, kind of at the end of my, that message that we preview next week. And I said, man, next week, tell them my message is how to have great sex. Highest attended Wednesday night service the following week. Man, best girl, you can try that. You know, but they came in. And you know what I said to them? Man, you have great sex. Get married. Yeah. Be married to one person. And one person to vote yourself to. One person go by what God's word tells you and obey what he speaks in this word. And when we do that, that is what God has for us. This is what he's made available. And so we've done this instead. We've asked the wrong questions. We say, well, how far can I go and still be a Christian? How much can I do in this and that? Listen, we've asked the wrong question. The question is not where's the line, but the question is when's the time? And the time is after you get married. I'm, I, we haven't dealt with this stuff in the church and enemies coming in, wearing people out. He's messing with them and we're seeing it over and over and over. Our sexual purity of God's people has is, is, is been tainted and we've watched this unfold and there's only one plan for it. Only one. God's made it clear. It's marriage. So again, we've seen this, and this is one of the first things that God put on my heart. The enemy is attacking your sexual purity. Number two is this. He's attacking your sexuality. I just I heard that word, and I was like, man, I just Google definition. Don't, not images, just the definition. And, and uh, be careful. And I Google definition. It says a person's sexual orientation or preference. I mean, I kept hearing that, man, the enemy's attacking that. He's coming against that. He's telling us lies. He's telling us, he's speaking these things over and over. And we spent a little time earlier in this series dealing with uh, the identity issue that America's facing, the things that are going on there, and, and, uh, and, and how today this world, and they're trying to tell us that you personally can wake up and decide what sex you are. 
And then you have that gift. You, that's, you make that decision on what you feel like, what you identify with. And I know this is heavy stuff, but this is a lie from the enemy. The enemy is telling you that you can wake up and you decide which sex that you want to be with. And then as long as you both consent, it's okay. Romans chapter 1 Verse 24 says this, it says that therefore God also gave them up to uncleanness and the lust of their hearts to dishonor their bodies among themselves who exchanged the truth of God for the lie. This belt of truth, this thing that God's... Listen, please understand how powerful this is but if you've exchanged this truth of god for the lie and worship and serve the creature rather than the creator who is blessed forever amen for this reason god gave them up to vile passions for even their women exchanged the natural use for what is against nature likewise also the men leaving the natural use of the woman burn in their lust for one another men with men committing what is shameful and receiving in themselves the penalty of their error, which was due. I tried to be sensitive to everything that I've been saying today, and I don't want to be insensitive in nothing that I, I say. If, if anything has come across that way, if you're new here, please understand that's not in my heart. And if you've spent any time with me at all, you know that's not the case. But, but the enemy is working his way in. And he's, he's coming in, and we haven't gotten real and dealt with the things that are placed before us right now. And this is one of those that the church has hit for, you know, for years, and, and they hit it with the wrong way, and they pounded everybody and, and come against homosexuality and come against everything. Listen, sexual sin is sexual sin. And sexual sin needs a Savior, and that's Jesus. That's it. And that is the only way. And, and this is the only way. And I've watched the enemy slide this in. Early in my ministry, I, I remember speaking to young people. And I, 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 I mean, just as hard as I could, with everything that was in me, I was telling them about how the enemy's going to come in and wreck their life and, and what the enemy was going to do. I tried to paint the picture, show them what was going to happen. And, but at the same time I was speaking forth those messages, this is what was happening on the entertainment world right around them. And again, this is 15, 20 years ago. We were seeing, uh, even right there in front of them on the natural, national television, MTV began to do this. It began to put out game shows and dating shows, and the things that were on there were not just men and women. Men and men, women and women. And that stuff began to be shown to our kids. It began to be shown to those young people. And, and it began to get into their mind. And what we did was this. We laughed. That was funny. That was funny. Let me tell you what's not funny anymore. Those kids have grown up. They graduated from college and got degrees, went to work and got a lot of money. You know what they're doing today? They're making our laws. Yeah. Oh, it don't affect me. I can look at anything and it's no big deal. That's a lie. 
I can, I can play around with anything. And I can do this and I can entertain that and I can go that direction. It's no big deal. It's n- n- no, listen, be very careful what happens in your life, what you allow in and what you allow to become a part of who you are. Listen, God's word speaks against this so strongly. He speaks against it so strongly. Now, I, I'm so thankful for the gospel. So thankful. The children of Israel, there was a time when this would happen. If homosexuality was caught and, and actual people were caught in this, they literally executed them. It was, it was horrific to think about what was going on. These people caught sexual sin. People were, were executed for that. And God spoke in my heart said this, man. Jesus was executed. His life was taken and placed on the cross. And he died for that sin. So that we could be healed from it. And this is what's going on. And, the, and there are people that enemies even try to use during this message today. I've sensed it. He's trying to get you to, to look at your life. And every day you wake up, you look in the mirror, you know what you're doing? You're torturing yourself because of your past sin or struggle. You may be looking at your situation. You may be executing yourself. Listen to me. Jesus was executed. So you didn't have to be. He gave his life for us. Jesus did this. He died in our place for our sin. He did this for all sexual sin. And God's given us a belt of truth. Do this. Replace the lie with the truth of God's word. And walk forth in battle. I mean, you must do this. You must want this thing out. He's after this. He's after your sexual purity. He's after your sexuality. And he's working his way anywhere he place he can. And the third and final one this morning is, the enemy's after your seed. He's after your seed. And you're saying, man, that's what, what he's saying. Again, this was uh, protecting vital organs in our life. This is, pr- this is protecting the reproductive system. This is protecting what you're supposed to produce. Let me tell you what the enemy's doing right now and why it's so important that we grab hold of truth. The enemy's trying to steal what's inside you. He's trying to steal what's inside of you. He's trying to take what's inside of you. And what he's done is this. He's done a very good job of, of stealing the things that God has put on this place to, to make change. And this was, again, something I, it's so important we see this. It's happening years ago, not just today, happening years ago. We see in, in Scripture, we see where literally Jeremiah, that Molech and, and another pagan uh, deity had infiltrated into their culture. And corrupted many. And Malek and Baal worship it included this child sacrifice. Listen, Jeremiah 32, 35, and it says, And they built the high places of Baal, which are in the valley of the son of Hinnom, to cause their sons and their daughters to pass through the fire to Malek, which I did not command them, nor did, I come, did it come into my mind that they should do this abomination to cause Judah to sin. Message Bible really makes that clear of what's going on, but they were taking their children and they were sacrificing them on the altar. They were burning them, and we we hear that, and we 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 think about and we say, Man, that's, that's so messed up, and it is. But you know what we've done today? 
America, left and right, we've killed children. We've slaughtered them, destroyed them. Again, be sensitive to various subject here this is tough and I want you to see again hopefully grab hold of the picture of this today what God heals us from but the enemy he's after our kids he's after what's inside of you he's after the ministry that God's put there he's after the message that's been placed in you and, and, and the enemy's trying to take that and destroy that and abort that and kill that every way that he can and we've got to begin to declare truth now I don't want to um, in any way Again, just try to get up here and tell somebody. We're coming up in two weeks. There's going to be a big election, in case you hadn't heard. You're probably as sick of all this mess as I am of, of all the stuff that's being hit with. And, and I, I, again, I don't say much about this because politics gets on my nerves, man. And, uh, and I'm going to be honest, we don't have really, I don't feel like, great candidates to choose from. And I don't, you know, again, it is what it is, but that's who we have. And so I think we need to do this as God's people. I think it's imperative. I don't think this is optional. If you walk into that poll and you, you close the curtain behind you and, and you haven't read, you haven't looked at and seen, shame on you. Because it's important. So again, and I, I think what's happened, the enemy's done this. He's, he's allowed man to totally cover and wash away the platforms on which those men were supposed to be standing on. And he's and he's short it. So you've got to go back and look at the platforms on which they stand. And I again, I don't tell you what to do, but one of the platforms, I encourage you to read this for again before you vote. One of our platforms says this. It says, The sanctity and the dignity of human life, faithful to the self-evident truths enshrined in the Declaration of Independence. We assert the sanctity of human life and affirm that the unborn child has a fundamental individual right to life, which cannot be infringed. He goes on to say this. It says it's that we oppose public revenues to promote and perform abortion or fund organizations which perform or advocate it. You don't have to read the other platform, but what they're doing is they're trying to do this. They're trying to take your tax money and they're trying to kill babies with it. Your money that you work for, that you got up. Yeah. That's the goal. Pastor, you get it? No, uh, we got to stand for some kind of truth. Again, I'm not backing a person. I'm, I, I'm, but we're, we need to be getting on that platform again as God's people and standing on and preaching what truth says. And God's word said that this is a sin and we must look to what truth is. And, and this is happening over and over and over. It's the world we live in. It's the world we're in. And I just... I think sometimes people are just saying, man, you know, let's look around. There's, you know, this church is only so big. What are we, we going to do? Listen, this is what we can do. We can read the Bible and live it out. And Jesus took 12 and turned the world upside down. Upside down. Worship teams, come on up here. I, They would, man. They would execute again those caught. Listen, I want you to hear this. There's something that's happened to you. Something you've done or been done to you. Listen, that thing don't need to continue to torture the rest of your life. 
There's God's grace here. And there's a healer here. And there's a God here who wants to set you free from every bit of that. And we must do this. We must grab hold of this truth. We must do it. Quit executing yourself. He's already died for you. And, and He's already given His life for you. And, and, and I, will, I, don't know, I don't know what's still in us. I don't know what's in there. That is that seed that's supposed to come out. I don't know. I know this about what I read in Scripture, that God made every one of us uniquely, by design, with a purpose. This is October. This is Cancer Awareness. What if we've already aborted the one who had to cure Now, this is, again, this is heavy today. But listen, there's things inside of you. You can't just stand quietly. You can't just stand quietly. There's seed inside of you. There's things God's placed there. And we're supposed to see birth. And we're supposed to see come forth. Enemies after your seed. Some of the greatest battles we fight as parents are the ones over our kids. It's not even us. It's it's our kids. You know why? He's after your seed. He's after what they can do. I want you to just close your eyes for a moment. Just bow your heads. It's an old story. It's a book read in school called The Scarlet Letter. person caught in sin had to read the, wear this big letter on their chest. Scarlet. <laughs> Walking around because of sin and shame. Though our sins be scarlet. <laughs> He's made them white as snow. wearing around what he's already worn. He's worn that failure. He's worn that sin. He's worn that shame. Listen, don't believe the lie. Don't listen to what the world's telling you. It's okay as long as you can sit. It's okay have desire for whoever you want to have desire for. Listen, it's a lie. And this is a garment has been tripping up God's people for too long. And we've got to take it and place it behind the truth of God's word today. Go into battle. First of all, I just want to give you opportunity. Every time we gather to become a Christian. <laughs> Again, this is written, dear Christian, this is people who are followers of Christ. Again, we're not perfect people, but we recognize we're not. So we had to turn our life over to one who is. 
That's Jesus. So today, if you need to surrender your life to Jesus, in a moment we're going to open our altars up. I'd love to pray with you, introduce you to Jesus. In the service, there'll be someone to connect booth. Love to pray with you, talk to you, introduce you to Jesus. Don't leave. Don't, don't leave. Don't, don't let the enemy tell you you've done too much. You know, it's, it's not true. The cross that we've been singing about this morning was enough for you. But I also feel heavy on my heart. I get everything I've spoke about and read today in Scripture. These great men and women of God, children of Israel themselves. These are, these are believers. These are God's chosen people. But an enemy came in and tripped them. And this is what's sad today, and this is what has happened for too long. Many have fallen. But only a few have gotten back up. Listen. God's grace and God's love and God's healing power is enough today for you. If you're a Christian, you're a believer, and even uh, you had an abortion, you know what you're going to get to do one day? Be in eternity with that little baby. Be in eternity with that miracle, that gift. Well, I, I took a lot. Listen, God's grace. I want to hang out with you for a couple of thousand years. I didn't do this first service. I got to hit this right here. I don't know why. Homosexual lie. Some of you have heard. Listen. God's your healer. He has a great plan for you. Receive that today. Huh. Receive it today. God, I thank you for being in this place right now with us. You're here. You're with us. And everything we need today to succeed and win is available. It's here. Thank you for that.